today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about the economy and a lot of concerns that we have right now, especially the latest report uh, that says that retail sales have uh, fallen in September. It was looking pretty good there for a while in the summertime. You know, we were spending some money and we seemed to have confidence in what was going to happen with the economy. But things like supply chain issues uh, have done more than, I guess, make a lot of concern for people, uh, for not just you and me as consumers, but also for the the people in the commercial businesses themselves. Uh, The latest business condition surveyed by a U.S. National Association for Business Economics finds that experts are worried that they could actually slam the brakes on this recovery. Daria Albiger has the details. Could supply chain problems push the economy into recession? NABE's latest survey says it's on the mind of a lot of economists and rolling disruptions only add to the concerns. Think about the freeze in Texas that shut down their energy grid as well as disrupted transportation and other things. You had the pipeline hack on the East Coast. You have fires, you have hurricanes, you have all these things, and they just keep rolling. Economist Amy Cutt says this type of recession would be harder to shake off. Normally in a recession, we'd say fiscal stimulus and, and off we go. She says these these are constraints that more money isn't likely to solve. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Numbers are uh, not very encouraging in Canada either. Retail sales in Canada reported fewer sales in September amid supply chain issues. Uh, so where are we heading on this? I want to bring Bruce Winder into the conversation. Bruce, of course, is a retail analyst and author uh, and always a welcome guest on the program. Bruce, good to have you with us again. Hope you're doing well these days. Yeah, I'm doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this. I mentioned uh, just before you joined us, uh, the, the conventional thinking seemed to be, okay, this pandemic is terrible. The lockdowns suck, really. But don't worry, when when things start to open up again, we've got all this disposable income that we've been saving because we haven't been able to do much. We're going to be out there. We're going to be spending it. And that's going to boost this economy back up. And we're going to be back on our feet in in. Well, not no time, but it's you know it's going to be a nice big push. And it sort of looked like that in August, Bruce. Uh, what's happening right now? Then now they're using words like recession. When we didn't have that on our radar, did we? No, I mean this. This is kind of a a we keep saying it, but a perfect storm, right? I mean, you're right. Folks were thinking, okay, everyone's got this pent up savings and uh, you know billions of savings, and we're, we're going to go out there and sort of reignite the economy, but. You know, to your point earlier, into your earlier story, the supply chain uh, woes have certainly put a dent in that. And with that, related to that, is inflation, price inflation, which is at an all-time high. We haven't seen this kind of inflation for almost 20 years. Um, chip shortages in the automotive area and other uh, areas in- involving consumer electronics. And I think people are still a little bit nervous out there. You know, um, you've got uh, some of the government subsidies uh, tapering down and sort of changing up uh, now uh, to be to be less. Um, and there's still a lot of people who are who are sort of living at the margin, right? So I think we're still in for a bit of a choppy fourth quarter here, unfortunately. And things might not settle down till maybe, you know, call it second half of 22, I think, in my opinion. I went to the dealership last week to get my snow tires on. And uh, I had that conversation while I was waiting with the, the sales manager. And uh, I he said, you know what? He said, even if you came in here to buy a car today, good luck with that. He says, we just don't have the stock. We don't have the inventory. And he said, we pointed to the back door there, which is usually jammed, you know, with the stuff from the yeah. factory. You know? uh, and he says, we can't get anything. Uh, and he says, it's killing our sales. It's killing, People are getting frustrated. And it's, it's and it's that, that every dealership, but that's just the automotive industry. And, and that's a big ticket exactly. item. And it's, it's amazing the impact that this has had. It really does come down to supply chain, doesn't it? It does, because, I mean, when you think about it, you know, you've got major, um, you know, I mean, we're, we're in not bad shape in Canada from a pandemic standpoint, relatively speaking. You look at other countries like Vietnam, um, you know, other other parts of the world, and they're suffering big time. And there just isn't the amount of people at ports. There's a shortage of truck drivers around the world. 
Um, you know, factories uh, have been downsized in terms of capacity. So it really has impacted. And it does show you how connected our supply chains are worldwide. And it's sort of one of the hangovers of globalization a little bit is that we're so well connected that when something happens, it kind of shuts down the world. There's a, a cause and effect here, though, isn't there? Uh, I mean, you say, well, what's the matter? Well, you talk about the chip situation. But when there were lockdowns and shutdowns, uh, I, I guess what happened here, a lot of companies, unless they were, I guess, deemed to be essential services, basically cut production because they, they anticipated that, well, nobody's going to buy anything. There was no sense in us making more cars or, or making more widgets or making more toys or whatever the case might be. Uh, and so, you know, they laid people off and they, their production was slashed. How much time, Bruce, do they need to, to gear back up again? Because the demand is there now. It does take quite a bit of time. I mean, if you're a factory or anywhere in the supply chain, you've got to sort of reorder raw materials. You've got to get your raw material vendors back up and running full steam. Um, you've got to rehire people. You've got to retrain people. And there's been a, you know, your point earlier about sort of taking capacity off the market. When this thing hit, the big shipping lines took a lot of boats off the market, a lot of uh, capacity off the market. So now, you know, um, there's just less containers out there. And if you want a container, to ship from say China to Vancouver, uh, it's went up about four or five times in price from like, you know, four or five grand to 20 grand now. So it's just, you know, I think Christian Freeland mentioned it the other day in one of her quotes is that, you know what, it's pretty easy to close the economy, but it takes a lot longer to kind of kickstart the global economy once it's been shut down. But this is the worst possible time. First of all, coming out of the, the pandemic and the lockdowns, uh, but it's Christmas season. And, and well, especially for our friends south of the border, uh, I know. I know the term gets overused. That we're Black Friday it was. It's it's the Friday after their American Thanksgiving, which is always the last Thursday sure. in November. And and the reason it was black is because it, it was the one day of the year they could make up for lost sales. In other words, they weren't going to use exactly. red ink; they can use black ink. Uh, exactly. I don't know that they're going to be able to do much about it. And we're in the same position right now. These retailers were really banking on the fact that we were going to be spending money, weren't they? They were, and a lot a lot of them have sort of. Uh, 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 ponied up in terms of inventory. If you look at like the folks like the Amazons of the world, the Canadian tires, the Walmart, they ordered merchandise way in advance and they've even chartered their own ships to bring in merchandise to kind of go outside of the normal supply chain. Canadian tire invested in the port of Vancouver. So the, the big, the big guns are going to have some inventory. It might be a little tougher if you're sort of on a, uh, an independent retailer. Um, because sometimes you're sort of the last one at the trough to get served, right? So mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to see uh, you're going to see less sales, but I mean it really depends on on what's happening. You're right. I mean I think that you know people loaded up at least the big retailers, but they're expecting a pretty decent fourth quarter in terms of spending. If the consumer is fickle and doesn't spend, then I think you're going to have a bit of an inventory problem. You mentioned inflation. Let's talk a little bit about that. About what's causing that. Uh, and again, I, I referred to the, I don't know if you saw the story over the weekend news, I think it was on CTV news, uh, about an ad in, in the Vancouver newspaper that actually they put it in the national newspapers too. Uh, they need a dishwasher for this restaurant and they're 50,000 bucks a year for a dishwasher. Cause they say that we can't get wow. anybody to do the job. Uh, and, and, and of course, if you're paying the dishwasher 50 grand, what are you paying the servers? What do you pay? So all of a sudden it's, you know, wages escalate. That's got to have an impact on prices. Doesn't it, Bruce? Oh, 100%. There's no other way around it. When wages escalate, uh, businesses have to put that right back into price, whether it's a restaurant or a manufacturer. And that's a big issue, right? We, we kind of shut off the immigration tap for a while. And uh, a lot of people left industries that were sort of precarious, like uh, hospitality and, and uh, restaurants. And now, now everyone's scrambling all at the same time. 
Um, so it's created a bit of a, I've never seen anything like this in my time, my 30 years in, in business is a perfect storm of all these different economic things hitting, hitting us at the same time. So, I mean, we're certainly in uncharted territory here. Well, and it's not just in the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry. As you mentioned, if uh, you've got a manufacturer, whether it's automobiles or chips or whatever the case may be, you know, if you laid off 300 people and all of a sudden you want to ramp up production, uh, those 300 people, some of them may not want to come back. Maybe they found other jobs. Maybe they just said, you know what, I don't need the grind anymore. Uh, the, I mean, the, the government assistance programs have been revamped, so that may not be a factor, although I think it was right. initially. So yeah. it's it's difficult to find labor, which means they're going to have to offer incentives. And I don't think they, that the owners of these companies were, were counting on that when they came back out of this, uh, these lockdowns. No, I don't think anyone really saw this coming. I think uh, people thought that people would be eager to get back to work as soon as the, you know, as soon as the economy started to show life again. And uh, this is just another one of those things. I mean, you're, if you're a business right now, you're facing wage inflation, you're facing cost of goods inflation through transportation. You're facing, um, you know, an uncertain spending profile from the consumer. Um, it's just a really tough time to be in business right now for, for virtually everyone, um, some more than others, but it, it's a real tough time. You talk about disposable income, but you're right. Uh, you know, if, if prices go up, and like you say, because of supply chain problems, uh, shipping problems right now, uh, anybody who's been in the grocery store in the last couple of days has noticed that. I mean, prices have gone up in just about everything. I mean, meat, dairy products, uh, you name it, the prices have gone up because it's costing more to get them, I guess, to the market, to the to the stores. It does. I mean, it's, it's really scary when you go out there. And I don't know where the breaking point is, right? Because if you look at wages, I mean, yeah, wages are going up for some positions, but and if you're not in a situation like the hospitality or restaurant industry, you might not see wages going up as much if you're in an industry that has a lot of labor. And then how, what do you do if your wages are flat and, you know, you're facing this kind of four or five percent inflation? And that's just the government posted inflation. You know, that doesn't look at where you live. It, it varies and it doesn't include a number of things that it should. So inflation is probably a lot higher than that right now. So it's really tough. And, you know, one of the only ways people can cut back is uh, is spending. I mean, I read something in the U.S., which is kind of scary. Now, this is a U.S., but they mentioned how one in 10 Americans aren't going to spend anything at all on holiday in terms of gifts. And that's up from 5% last year and 3% from two years ago. Well, and part of the problem is going to be, even if they wanted to, there's, I'm not going to say empty shelves necessarily, but that could be a, a, a phenomena. Uh, but the product selection is not going to be there for gift giving or anything else. As you say, there are some stores and some companies, I guess, that, that did anticipate this. Canadian Tire, as you mentioned, comes to mind. Uh, but it's going to be tough for these guys to keep things on the shelves, especially with the busier holiday season coming up. It is. I mean, a lot of consumers, if you have money and you're, you are going to spend, um, most folks are, are trying to think about at least shopping early. So maybe getting on websites like Amazon early or going into a Canadian Tire or a Walmart earlier because they realize that shelves are going to could be could be bare depending on what you want. And there's probably going to be less sales planned. And even if it's retail sales are soft, you know, it's kind of too late for some of these big retailers to lower prices because I would imagine you're going to see less promotional activity this fall, less flyer activity, less discounts because folks thought there's going to be a bit of an inventory shortage and they thought consumers would come rumbling back you know with a lot of money to spend what about uh, online shopping i mean that's something that a lot of us gravitated towards during the lockdowns uh, over the last 19 or 20 months i guess really uh is is that an alternative right now for consumers i mean, I mean still a buck is spent is a buck spent i get that but uh do they turn to to online shopping uh with the, the hope that maybe there's going to be more inventory available there than there might be on store shelves yeah i think so i think there's going to be some people who are going to use i mean online is here to stay 
and online kind of proved itself as a major channel during the pandemic. And it's going it, it, to increase at a decreasing rate for a little while because it increased so quickly during the pandemic, but it's going to come back and sort of take a major seat at the table here for 2022 and on in terms of way people buy. And you're right, people know that folks like Amazon, they have such a sophisticated distribution network that they've got way out ahead of this and they have so many items, they have like 800 million items that, you know, the odds of getting something is going to be a lot higher on Amazon than it is versus if you go to Canadian Tire or even, um, you know, like a Walmart, just because Amazon carries more items, right? There's more choice. So you're going to see people use that. Having said all that, you have to get your order in early um, because, you know, it takes time for supply chains to move product through the system. Uh, I want to end on a positive note, if we could, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> when, do you, when do you see the light at the end of the tunnel here? When do you see supply chain issues uh, being resolved? Uh, and I know, as you mentioned, they're moving at glacial speed, but it's, like you say, it's hard to yeah. turn a ship around like this. Uh, but, you know, it, this last quarter here, I mean, these guys are, are expecting and hoping uh, that they're going to see a positive vibe. Is, is that a realistic expectation? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I I think realistically that you're going to see supply chains kind of uh, stabilize back half of 22. So maybe a year from now, you'll probably see more of a stabilization, maybe early 23. I think this fall is going to be choppy. It could go either way. And uh, it's going to be turbulent no matter who you are. Well, uh, I, uh, I... Best wishes to all the retailers out there and uh, and for consumers, yeah. too, to be patient. Uh, as you mentioned, it's not it's going to be a, a smooth sailing situation as a lot of people might have anticipated. Uh, but it is what it is, and we have to deal with it, I guess. Bruce, always get your, great to get your perspective on this. Thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, and best luck to all the retailers out there. Take care. You betcha. Bruce Winder, retail analyst and author. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.